Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. This is Hashem, picking up today with Hayamud Aleph, Maseches Brachas. We're going to have two discussions in today's Amut. The first is really a continuum of darshaning a Pasuk we had yesterday of Rigzu Techato. We're going to speak about certain protections that are afforded to a person when he engages in certain behaviors that are appropriate. And then the second discussion, which will be, again, a series of Agaratas, will be the concept of Isurin, afflict a person, particularly we'll discuss Yisurin Shalahava, and uh, that will lead us to the end of the discussion today. So Be'ez Hashem, let's get started. Hamad Aleph, we're holding four lines from the top of the page. Now yesterday we brought a Pasuk from Tehillim that states, Rigzu which was a Pasuk used in the context of saying Kriyashmash Alamita as protection. So we're going to start Discussing that pasuk again, but perhaps in a bit of a different context. A person should always agitate his yetzer toiv, means his good inclination, over the yetzer hara, means his negative impulses against the satan. A person should make a war so that he doesn't get enticed to do the inappropriate things. Like the pasuk tells us in Tehillim, agitate and don't sin. So that's number one. Step number one to avoid sin is there should be a war between his Yetzir Tov and his Yetzir Hara. Im if he's successful, Mutav, that's great. Im Lav, and if he's not successful, Yasak Batayras. And the next step would be he should be involved in Taira, and that will be a protection from his Yetzir Hara. Shinamar, like the Pasuk says, which we quoted the same Pasuk above, in Tehillim, Imra Bilvavchem, say in your hearts. Say in your hearts is a reference to the Torah, like it says, that the concept of Torah is Higayon, Shebelev, consideration or thinking in the heart. So Imra Bilvavchem, the next words in the Pasuk is to say, be involved in Torah, and then that will protect you from the Yetzirah. In Nitzchov, he's successful, Mutav, then that's great. Imlav, if not, Yikra Kriyashma. So you should read Kriyashma. Shanam, like the Pasuk says, Al Mishkavchem, the next part of that Pasuk in Tehillim says, on your beds, which is a reference to Bishachbicha, the Kriyashma Shalamita, that which we do, sorry, Bishachbicha, that which we do at night, means the mitzvah of Kriyashma of night, that would be the third potential option to avoid sinning. Im Nitzchamutav, if he's successful, that's great. Imlav, and if he's not, Seemingly, this is the fourth and least desirable option, but he should remember the day of death, and that will sober him up before engaging in inappropriate behavior. Like the end of the Pasuk says, Be silent. Silent refers to the eternal silence of death. That's what a person, if he considers that as the fourth option, it'll help prevent him from falling into Avera. What does it mean when the Pasuk in Mishpatim tells us regarding the Torah? It says, I will give you these stone tablets, and the Torah, as well as the mitzvahs that I wrote to guide them. So what do these different parts of the Pasuk refer to? Luchas refers to the Ten Commandments. means it was the... Ten Commandments given on the two stones that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Moshe for the Jewish people. Torah Zemikra. Torah refers to Mikra. Torah means referring to, as Rashi explains, the Chumash, that there's a mitzvah to read. That's why it's called, right, Torah is a reference to that, uh, that element of Mikra. 
Da mitzvah, mitzvah refers to zu mishnah, refers to the mitzvah, refers to mishnah, refers to she is askuba mishnah, as Rashi explains. Meaning, mitzvah, mitzvah refers to the, the idea of being involved in mishnah, is learning the halachas that emerge from Torah Shevich Sav. Asher Kasafti, the rest of the Pasuk, which reads, that I've written, Elo Nevi'im Uksuvim. It's very interesting. That refers to the Nevi'im and the Ksuvim. So the Nevi'im and Ksuvim was also given by HaKadosh Baruch Hu to Moshe. Lahairaisam needs a shtickle Hezber, but okay. Lahairaisam, to guide them, Zegimara. This refers to Gemara, which explains to us the reasonings of the Mishnayis, which from that, Haira can emerge, as we learned elsewhere. You can't paskin from Mishnayis because you don't understand the reasonings and the background. Type things. There needs to be the understanding of the Mishnayis, which is Gemara, and then you could paskin. That's why Lahiraisim is a reference to Gemara. Melamed, and by including all these parts of the Pasuk in Torah, it teaches us they were all given to Moshe at Har Sinai. Okay. <coughs> Continuing on. Back to Kriyashma Mitasa a little bit now. Rabbi Yitzchak says, anyone that reads Kriyashma in his bed, we're going to talk now about the protection afforded specifically from mazikin, from damaging forces at night, by reading Kriyashma Shalamita. So if somebody reads Kriyashma Alamita, it's as if he's holding a sword that is double sided, meaning sharp on both sides. Like he's holding this double sided sword. Um, in his hand at night to protect him from mazikim. Shinamar, like the Pasik says, Pasik in Tehillim reads, uh, It says, praises of Hashem, lofty praises of Hashem in his throat, and a double sharp sword in their hands. So my Mashman Gora says, well, how do we know Raima Selbegorinim specifically refers to praises of Hashem in reference to Kriyash Mashahalamita? Because it's the beginning of the Pasuk until like it says there, Ya'alzu they will exalt, Chasidim will exalt him with his honor, Yaraninu al and they will praise him on their beds. So you see that clearly there's a re- reference over here for saying praises of Hashem on their beds is Kriyashma Shalamita. The Ksiv in the Pasuk says, Basre after, Raim Maisel Bikrenam, that those praises in their throats refers to praises of Kriyashma at night. That will be like Kherapifias Biyadam, this double edged sword in their hand, referring to being able to be protected from Mazikim, from Shadim at night. On the note of anyone that reads So not only is it that it protects him, like he'll kill the mazikim with that sword that it creates for him, but they'll they'll stay away from him altogether. like the pasuk in Eov teaches us, reshef uf. It says in the pasuk, the bnei reshef, which will translate momentarily as demons or spirits, yagviu uf will be removed by uf, which we'll see what uf refers to momentarily. See, so actually refers to Torah. It means they'll be elevated or removed because of Torah. The en uf ela Torah, uf refers to Torah, and Kriyashma is included in Torah. Shanam, like the Pazik in Mishle, teaches us, if you fold over your eyes for a moment and you forget it. Torah is such a sensitive or sent, uh, a sensitive thing that if you learn and you don't review and you close your eyes for a moment, you forget it. So we find that the word hetoif, or in the context here in the Pasuk, in Eov, uf refers to Torah. And Rashif al-Mazikin, and Rashif refers to Mazikin, Shana'am, like the Pasuk says, Pasuk says in Azinu, it says, Mizerav, from the bloating of famine, or Lachume Rashif, and the battles of Rashif, Eketa Meriri, 
and Ketamiriri. Now, Ketamiriri, Rashi explains, is a certain shade, a certain uh, demon that um, the Gemara Psachim says, Shem Shade Hatzarayim. It's the name of a demon in the afternoon. The point is, since we see in the context of the Psukim there, the Ketamiriri, are these Shadim, so Reshef, B'nai Reshef is also a reference to Shadim. So back to the point, Rabbi Yitzchak was teaching us if you read Kriyashma, which is the Chalik of Torah, before you go to bed, the Mazikim will stay away. As it says, B'nai Reshef, Uf. If you're learning Uf, means you're learning Torah, saying Kriyashma, B'nai Reshef will stay away. Now let's talk about Yisurin. We're going to discuss now concepts of associated with sufferings in this world. And a similar idea. Anybody that's involved in Taira, Yisurin, sufferings will stay away from him. Shinamra, like the Pasik says, we just quoted above, the demons, literally, uh, will be elevated because of the Taira, means removed because of the Taira that he's learning. Like we quoted just above. If you fold over your eyes, it no longer is there. It means you can lose Tyra quickly. So you see Uf as a reference to Tyra. Now, the other way we're going to learn the Pasuk like we're explaining now is Reshef can also refer to Yisurin because Shana'amar, the beginning of the Pasuk says, it says in the Pasuk, the bloating of famine, and the fighting of Reshef, referring to, in the context of Reshef, uh, sufferings, mezeira'av. So therefore, you see from the Pasuk that when you're involved in Taira, also Yisurin will stay away from you, not just Mazikin, like the first way we explained the Pasuk. Um, Rabbi Yechen, Rabbi Yechen had said back to that, to that fi- pr- prior Joshua, based on Reish Lakish's explanation, This, what you just said, that Yisurin stays away from a person who's involved in Taira, even the children of the schoolhouse know that. Even those, as Rashi explains, who haven't reached Sefer Eov yet. They could have just learned Torah and they know it already. Shin Emar, as the Pasuk tells us, in Bishalach, the Pasuk says, It'll be if you listen to the word of Hashem, the voice of Hashem your God, you do what is straight in his eyes, and you heed his commandments, and you guard all of his statutes. And the Pasuk finishes off, I won't place any of the sicknesses of Egypt on you, for I am Hashem your healer. So says Rabbi everybody knows that if you keep Torah, you do Torah as you're supposed to, you're protected from suffering. He says, if you want to say a drasha about Torah, I'll tell you a different drasha. Not in this Pasuk, in the general. Anybody that has the opportunity to be involved in Torah and he's not, HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings on him sufferings that are repulsive and make him repulsive. It makes him repulsive. Shinem, like the Pasuk in Tehillim says, Na'elamti, Dumya, I am mute and st- with stillness. I am silent from good. With repulsive pains. In that context refers to like it says, my good my good item I gave you. Don't forsake the Torah. So therefore what the Pasuk is saying then is that a person who is silent from learning Torah like he's supposed to, he'll be uh, unfortunately, he'll be uh, punished with repulsive uh, sufferings, repulsive pain. Okay, moving on now. Come and see that the midas of Hashem are not like that of people. When a person, character of man, is that when a person sells an item to his friend, 
generally the Gemara assumes that if a person is selling an item that he owned, he's probably not so excited about it, but he needed money, so he sold an item. So the seller is sad, and the buyer is happy for what he purchased. is not like this. He gave the Torah to the Jewish people, and he was happy. And the way we're going to understand it based on the Pasuk is, because not only did he give us the Torah, but he also constantly enjoins us to keep it because of the greatness that it will afford us ultimately. So he loves the Torah so much that he keeps telling us, keep the Torah, keep the Torah, don't forsake it, and he praises the Torah in front of us, even though he gave it to us. Shanem, like the Pasuk in Mishle says, Ki I've given you this great lekach. <coughs> don't forsake the Torah. If a person sees that sufferings have come on him, so he wants to figure out how, why, why are they afflicting him. So the first thing he has to do is he has to analyze his own actions. Like it says in Eicha, we will search our ways and we'll examine them. And then we will return to Hashem our God. So it means first analyze your actions, figure out where are you lacking. Maybe that's why you're being punished. If he analyzed his actions, but he didn't find anything significant to be punished in such a way. So then he should be taloi and assume that the reason depend the suffering on bitl taira. Bitl taira is an easy thing to do. I'm not learning as much as I should, as deep as I should, without interrupting like I should, all those things. It's easy to assume that's what it is. like the Tehillim says, Fortune is the man that Hashem afflicts him and from his taira he will teach him. Now the way we're in- interpreting the pasuk is why will a person be afflicted? Because because of some lacking in his taira learning, that's why he's being afflicted because of bittel taira. Let's say he assumed that it was because of bittel taira, but it wasn't true. He, he found he didn't find that that was the the reality, meaning he wasn't lacking in that area and he was still suffering. So the Adua continues the Gemara, it's known, that these are afflictions of love. Rashi explains a very interesting thing. HaKadosh Baruch will sometimes afflict a person in this world, even for not because of any Avera that he had done, but simply to increase his Zechuyos in the next world. Meaning, if he would go into the next world at a certain level, as he is now, <coughs> he would get a certain amount of Sechar, uh, uh, reward in the next world. But in order to increase that, HaKadosh Baruch is giving him extra suffering. So if he's suffering and he hasn't been able to determine that he's because of any particular sin that he's done, you could assume that's Yisur and Shalahava, affliction of love. Shanem, like the Pasuk says, Ashrei Agevar, Shanem, as it says in the Pasuk in Mishlei, Ki es asher yehav Hashem, the one that Hashem loves, Yechiach, he rebukes him. He gives him Musr, he gives him this affliction, like Rashi explained, in order to increase his schar in the next world. Very an interesting concept of Yisur and Shalahava. Amar Rava, Amar Rav Shaira, Amar Rav Huna. Kol Shachadosh Baruch Hu by anybody that Hakadosh Baruch Hu desires him, he loves him. Medaka be Yisur, and he crushes him with Yisur and suffering, in order to increase his schar. Shenamar means he cares about him enough. To increase his schar by giving him yisurin. Shanam, like the Pazang in Yeshaya says, Vashem chafetz, the one that Hashem desires, Dako, Dako Acheli. He crushes him with yisurin. So again, it's a similar idea that when Akadosh Baruch Hu loves somebody, he might give him suffering to increase his schar in the next world. 
You might think that Hashem will even give this to someone who will not accept these sufferings with love. Therefore, in Yeshai it says, It says, if you will place it, meaning you will acknowledge it, the guilt of the guilt of his soul. Meaning to say, Ma Asham Ladas explains the Gemara just as an Asham, a Korban Asham, um, is brought Ladas. Meaning it needs to be brought with intent. Af Yisurin Ladas. So these Yisurin also will only be given to someone who is acknowledging them, agreeable to them. Otherwise, Hashem will not give these Yisurin Shalav to a person. And as if the person does accept these Yisurin Shalav, it will be his reward. Pasuk says, as we, we just quoted, Yira Zera Yarech Yamim. He'll see children, generations, and he'll have extended life. And not only that, his learning that he studied will also be kept in his hand. He'll be able to retain his learning. Like the Pasuk there says, the desire of Hashem, which means the Torah that he learned, he will be able to retain it in his hand. And in his hand he will have success. So the Chefetz Hashem is a reference to Pasuk in Tehillim that says, in his hand he will succeed in keeping the Torah with him because he has this great level of being sameach, happy be sir and shalava, he accepted me'ahava. So the Gemara, Pligibar Rabbi Yaakov bar Yidi v'Rabbi Acha bar Chanina. Chad Amar. Oh, so this Machlech is here, a very interesting thing. If a person is suffering, but because of his suffering, perhaps certain areas of Zavadis Hashem are lacking. So there's if a certain area is lacking, is that an implication then that it's not Yisur and Shalahava? So let's see. Pligi bar Rabbi bar Idiv Rabbi bar Chad Omar, one opinion says, Eluhei Yisur and Shalahava. What is the definition of Yisur and Shalahava you could tell in this world? Only if the Yisur does not cause Bittal Taira. Shinem, like the Pazak in Tehillim says, Ashri Agev, Asher Tiyasrenu Ka. Fortunate is the man that Hashem causes him to suffer. But he still learns his Torah. Meaning to say, but if he's not learning Torah with these Yisurin, that's not Yisurin Shalahava. Chanam, the other opinion says, Elohim Yisurin Shalahava. This is the definition of Yisurin Shalahava. If he's not suffering in terms of his Tfila, he's not neglecting Tfila, that's considered Yisurin Shalahava. Shinem, like it says in Tehillim, Baruch HaLakim, Asher Lo Heser Tfilasi Vechazdami Iti. Blessed is Hashem that did not remove my Tfila and his kindness from me. So you see that if his Tfila was removed, that wouldn't necessarily be Yisurin Shalahava. So you explain there's another way to darsh in the Pasak. Really, both of these could be considered Yisur and Shalahava. Meaning to say, if a person is neglecting Torah and Tefillah, that could still fit the context of Yisur and Shalahava. It's not necessarily excluded from that context because his Torah or Tefillah are suffering. Shinam, like the Pasuk Mishlei says, Ki asher Hashem, Hashem afflicts the one he loves, and from the context there we deduce, that's even if he's suffering in his tefillah and Torah. So now what is the Pasuk teaching you when it says, <coughs> from the, his Torah, uh, from your Torah he will learn, don't read the Pasuk Salam Denu, which is teach him, meaning from your Torah teach him. Rather, it should be read as teach us. What does that teach us? 
What does it mean? Is that from the, the, the Torah itself, this concept is derived from your Torah. We learn the idea of Yisur and Shalahava from your Torah. Where do we learn it? Derived from an idea of Shein V'ayin in the Torah. We know that there's a halacha. If a person owns an Evid Kanani, a non-Jewish slave, and he knocks out one of his Rosh Evarim, which the Torah specifically refers to as Shein V'ayin, tooth or an eye, the Evid Kanani goes free. So from this we could deduce the greatness of Yisur and Shalahava. And that's what it means, Mitaira secha salam denu. Salam denu would mean we derive this concept from the Taira. Regarding those limbs of the tooth and the eye, they're just one limb of the body, and if the, per- the master knocks them out, the Evid goes free. So Yisurin, which cleanse or cause to suffer in, through a way of cleansing the entire body of a person, Allah has come of how much more so through these Yisurin will he merit the, the elevation that it will cause in terms of the schar in the next world. It says the word bris, a covenant regarding salt, we'll see regarding korbanos. It also says it regarding suffering. It says salt, a bris regarding salt. It says there will never be a, a stop a discontinuum of the Treaty of Salt. That on the Mizbech, there was always salt to be with the Korbanos. It also uses the word bris by Yisurin. Like it says in Kisavai, following all the Klolos, at the end of Vayikra, say for Vayikra, it says, Eila, <coughs> Divrei Abris, these are the uh, words of the covenant referring to this klolos that were mentioned before, which is all the sufferings. Ma bris amr b'melach, just as the bris, Excuse me, at the end of uh, Devarim. Sorry, this is the Teichach at the end of Devarim. So at the end of Devarim, it says all the Klaulis in Parshas Kisavoy, and then at the end of it, it says, Ela Divrea Bris. These are the words of the covenant. So he uses the same word Bris here like he uses it by salt. Ma Bris, Amr B'Melach, just as regarding salt. Melach Memateches es Habasar. The, the nature of salt is that it sweetens the flesh, meaning it sweetens the meat. It makes it more edible, more desirable. So too, the bris that said by Yisurin, Yisurin memarkin kolav shal adam, they cleanse away all the sins of a person, making them more fitting, more, more roi on a higher level. And that a similar idea to what we just said, is the greatness of Yisurin, um, what they accomplish for a person in this world. Continues the Gemara now on the same note of Yisurin. Tanya Rabbi Shem ben Yechai Oimer. Shem ben Yechai teaches the following. Shalosh matanas toivis nasan hakadosh baruch hu Yisrael. Three gifts is very appropriate to this time actually. Three gifts hakadosh baruch hu gave to the Jewish people. Vekulam leinitnan el al yedei Yisrael. They were all given only through suffering. Means they're only accomplished through pain and suffering. Eluhe needs are them. Torah ve'eretz Yisrael ve'olam haba. So to accomplish these three things, Torah. Uh, Eretz Yisrael and Olam Haba, there's a necessary amount of suffering. Torah Minayin, how do we know Torah was given through suffering? Like it says in the Pasuk, Tehillim, it says, Fortune is the man that Hashem causes him to suffer. And then with that, through his, through your Torah, you will teach him. With your Torah, you'll teach him. Meaning to say that that's only accomplished through through suffering. Eretz Yisrael, it says in the Pasuk in regards to Eretz Yisrael, just as a person. Again, <clears throat> it says in Parshas Ekev, just as a, a person, a father, 
rebukes his son, gives Musr to his son, Hashem Hashem will also give you rebuke and suffering. So this is the context of Uchsib Asrein. It says after, It says after that, Hashem will bring you to the goodly land. So the point is, you see that, that only through Musr, through suffering, will people will be able to accomplish, conquer Eretz Yisrael. And finally, Oilam Haba, I don't know Oilam Haba is only accomplished through suffering. Like the Pasik says in Mishlei, Kiner mitzvah v'tayra or. Mitzvah is like a ner, Tyra is like a, a light. V'derechayim, and the way of life, which is a reference to Oilam Haba, Teichachas Musar, is the sufferings or the rebuke of instruction, the reproof of instructions. So as to imply again that Derechayim, referring to Oilam Haba, is only accomplished through Musr through Yisur and through suffering. And we're going to stop here at the bottom of Hamud Aleph. Ez Hashem will continue on to turn to Hamud Beis tomorrow and talk more about Musr and suffering in this world. In the meantime, everybody have a wonderful day.